0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. Well, on one level, it's quite humiliating that our thoughts are so disposable. I remember, I've told this story a number of times, I remember a very early teacher of mine, Ajahn Sameda, who's this really Tremendously tall American um, Theravadan monk with a very deep voice. And uh, he gave these Dharma talks that went on for an hour. Well, they all go on for an hour, but and it was quite soporific. And I remember being jerked <coughs> out of my semi sleep by him going, All your thoughts are garbage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, being rather mortified, thinking, My thoughts aren't garbage, my <laughs> thoughts are wonderful. But, but of course what he meant is that they're utterly <coughs> disposable. I mean, what were you thinking at 9 o'clock this morning? What were you thinking at 10 to 11? You know, we just can't remember. It seems so important at the moment. It's like utterly all-consuming and then literally a minute later you can't remember. So they're, they're garbage in the sense that they are you know, they're disposable and recyclable in many ways. So yes, it's It's very humbling to recognize that we can't really remember any of our beautiful thoughts, no matter how important they seemed as we were thinking them. I suppose uh, (coughs) there are some thoughts, obviously, you know, beautiful creative thoughts and uh, solving a problem, but I suppose he was addressing the vast majority of our thoughts, which are unconscious burps of the mind. (laughs) They're the sort of. The sort of duckweed. I mean, it's true that sometimes we can sit down and we can think through a problem. But if we're very honest with ourselves, how often do we actually do that? Sometimes we can think beautiful thoughts. But most of us spend all our time with thoughts that don't really produce anything other than more thoughts. That's not to say there's not a problem with thoughts. I don't want to, in any shape or form, demonise thoughts. They're phenomena like any other phenomena in life. Interesting, fascinating. But the enormous power that we give them is really problematic. In some sense, we, we give them far too much importance. Yes, sometimes we can use them. And of course, meditation is a kind of thinking. Isn't it nice to have- Not really, because actually proper, not proper, its the wrong word, um, full body doing doesn't really require thinking. Most of the actions, 99% of the actions that we do in life, happen from a bodily level rather than a thought level. We like to think that we're in control and we think through everything we do, but the truth is that the body acts much faster than the thinking mind. Almost all you can see it in any brain scan of you know decision making, that the decision is made and activated on the bodily level, and then the cognitive part of the mind gets sort of CC'd in. Oh, by the way, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at work we're at work, arguably in a doing state. Clearly, what work we do is we're talking about work. But obviously, work might involve thought in the terms of decision making or complex analysis or work. yeah, but Yes, and of course, and I'm not denying that you know, there are obviously situations where thinking is useful. Scientific thought, for example. But uh, a lot of the information coming out of um, systems theory and bio- biochemistry suggests that actually the best decisions are not ones that we think about. That they're, they come from our gut. They come from the totality of our being. And if we're very heavily invested in our thought as the seat of our consciousness, this feels very worrying and threatening. But actually, it's not, because the, the consciousness of the body is much greater. It's the totality which includes thought. But actually, thought is just one small spray of a, of a large wave. And that, you know, trusting the body to make decisions is a much um, much more sensible way of being in the world than hiving off thoughts and only listening to our thoughts. Because very often they are, they're inaccurate. Uh, the body is much more sensitive to body language, situation, energy, uh, the dynamics of a social setting uh, than, the, than the clunky old thoughts are. So I'm not demonising thoughts, but... Um, and, you, know, you don't have to listen to what I'm saying, but uh, as, as meditation unfolds, we see that thinking is not always the best strategy, actually very rarely is the best strategy. Again, this is coming back to what Liz pointed out, it's not, not all thought is bad, it's like um, you know, Reggie sometimes goes off on a big whole thing about, you know, right brain is good, left brain is bad, I and mean, he would never say it like that. Um, you know, this, this idea that the right brain is holistic and, you know, knows everything, and the, the left brain is sort of the baddie of the piece because it's very analytical. But that sort of misses the point that we need both hemispheres, uh, and in some sometimes we need to, we need to I, um, have ideas and thoughts about what's going on in order to, you know, for example, check impulse. And if our impulse is are kind of wildly out of control or are continually kind of going down addictive pathways, for example, then, you know, being able to translate things into the left brain is very useful. This is why I'm saying that thoughts are not a problem. But it's how we use thoughts and how automatic they are that becomes problematic. It's the duckweed kind of thinking that we're working with here. Habitual patterns that trip us up and get in the way of the wisdom of the whole body mind which includes thinking from working well. Thank you for listening and please do join us again for more podcasts from Mind Springs. You can find out more about us and our work at mind-springs.org. That's mind-springs dot org